Hey guys, so our anchor verse for this episode is Hebrews 4, verse 12 and 13. Okay, so we know that there is a stark divide in our country over the 2020 election. And we're just going to leave it there. Because it's time for us to rise above it. And so the way that we rise above it is to remember whatever our enemy means for evil, God will use for good. He will use it to further his plan of redemption for us and for um, repentance and healing and restoration prosperity for his people, which are all people because we are all created in the image and likeness of God. So what are we witnessing in our country? And so before we get into that, I just need to first qualify what I'm about to say with this, okay? Our enemy is not a person. Remember Ephesians tells us we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Our enemy is Satan, the devil, and the kingdom of darkness. But the enemy must use people to do wrong, the same way God has to use people to do good, right? So we're going to do a multi-part expose on the enemy and his MO in our next episode so we have clarity and unity of mind as we move forward. So this is not about blaming people. We do have to hold ourselves and each other accountable for the wrong we do, but we have to start putting blame where it belongs, and that's on the enemy, Um, he's the puppet master pulling strings. And we're going to go through that in some um, episodes in the future. So what are we witnessing in our country? We have to recognize that this is a work of sin in our country. The enemy, this is the work of the enemy to steal to kill, to destroy, to keep strife and confusion. Because this is how we give place to the devil. The way the Bible says, don't give place to the enemy. Don't give place to the devil. Well, wherever there's strife and confusion, that's where the enemy is. And his desire is to intensify the fear and the anger of the people so that even more pain and suffering is released on mankind. But he will not win. He cannot win because God's appointed time is not yet because the body of Christ has a few things more left to do, left to accomplish before Christ returns. We have things that we need to do for this country and for the people around the world. So we know God has a timeline. And we know that all the things he told us in the Bible would happen before the return of Jesus Christ. So sometimes um, we can take our cues from for what season God is in through what we see manifesting in the earth because we know that God gives us signs, right? And God told us to stay awake, to watch and pray. And so right now, 
if we have the vantage point of God's word, we see a division in our country that's intensifying. And you don't even have to be a spiritual person to see it, right? And based on the evidence that's being presented to us, if we are sound jurors, which God says that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Let's get some definitions of what a sound mind is, okay? So that we have clarity. So when you go to the Strong's Concordance and you look up the word, um, you look up the scripture in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, and it says that he's given us the spirit of a sound mind. That means an admonishing or calling to soundness of mind, to moderation and self-control. So it says moderation and self-control. We know what self-control is, but let's look up moderation. If you go to the 1828 uh, Webster's Dictionary, it says moderation is the state of being moderate or of keeping a mean or meaty, uh, um, a split between extremes of excess of violence, right? It's restraint of violent passions or indulgence of appetite. It's calmness of mind, equanimity, as to bear prosperity or adversity with moderation. So let's just look and see what equanimity is. And it says equanimity is evenness of mind, calm temper or firmness of mind, which is not easily elated or depressed, which sustains prosperity without excessive joy, and it sustains adversity without violent agitation of the passions or depression of spirits. So God is saying to us that he has given us the spirit of a sound mind, right? So based on the evidence being presented to us, just the evidence, the election was not stolen. We're not going to get, we can't get into motives and all those things. Just let's look at the facts based on being a sound juror and evidence being presented. The election was not stolen. And we're just going to stop there. So the enemy of mankind has successfully created a division in our country based on a lie. Based on a lie. So here's where we are in God's timetable. If we want to turn this whole thing and use, see how God is using this for good. We know that there is a separation work of the sheep and goats that is intensifying. We are in the season of amplification and the separating work of God. And the enemy 
is imitating because he's not a creator. He has to copy everything that God has established for our good. He comes along and tries to do for evil. But he's not going to get the outcome he's looking for because the fear and the rage rumbling in the hearts of the people is what God is using to till the soil of men's hearts so we can all receive the seed of God's word, the truth of the gospel afresh. We are in a season where God is reintroducing himself to his people as a father, the father who loves, provides for, protects, admonishes and disciplines his children. So on the one hand, we have the enemy is creating division based on a lie. And on the other hand, God is advancing the separation work of the sheep and goats. And the dividing line is love. We know the Bible says, God is love. And then the Bible says, God is the word. And then God says, the Bible says, to love God, to love love, is to keep his commandments, is to keep the word of God. So we are in a season where God is lifting his standard to his people. And the only way to quell this storm is through obedience to love. Obedience to the word. I remember when Trump was in office and it was about, it was 2018, um, like the end of 2018-ish, right? And I, I remember when I realized that God was using him to reveal people's hearts. I remember saying, wow, he has the uncanny ability to reveal what's in people's hearts like we didn't we no longer had to be um kind or polite or diplomatic you know politically correct all these things we didn't have to do any of that if we didn't want to right and in hebrews god says that Every creature is going to be made manifest. God reveals the intents of the heart. And every creature is going to be naked and exposed unto the eyes of God. And we know when we look into the word of God, everything is revealed. It's the light of the world. And so we can see things for what they really are when we're in God's word. And the good that we need to see in that is that God is after saving souls. 
And so everything has to be revealed and exposed because God wants us to come to a place where we accept accountability. We confess our accountability, our sins. We have a chance to um, appropriate the blood, repent, and come to experience the healing that God says his people would experience when we confess our sins so that we can be healed. When we confess our sins and repent and turn, then he'll heal our land. We need that. People are hungering for that. And Trump said it. He said he was going to drain the swamp. And I know that's not just exclusive to him. We know that other people have said it in the past. But that was something that he said. He was going to drain the swamp. But we didn't know it was the swamps in the hearts of the people. And it's not a condemnation to us. We got to see what God is doing because he loves us, right? This is our time for accountability, repentance, healing, and restoration. But we got to put first things first. We got to get in the order of God because right now, a lot of things are out of order. God says the foundations are out of course and we are to restore foundations. So we got to see what's going on. We got to see things for what they are. So that we can experience healing and restoration. I want to begin to close with this. As a people of sound mind, why is it that so many are unwilling to accept the evidence about the election? This is what God has put on my heart. The anger and the rage that people are expressing is the secondary emotion of fear and pain. The so-called average, everyday, ordinary person. We're going to talk about the everyday, ordinary person, the so-called everyday, ordinary people. But the everyday, ordinary person is carrying a lot of trauma. A lot of mental, emotional, verbal, and physical abuse and traumas from childhood. A lot of us are carrying fears that stem from the crime and the violence and the death of our loved ones. A lot of us are carrying fears that stem from financial insecurity and wealth inequality, the pain of just economic oppression. We were not created to be confused, scared, unhappy, unfulfilled, unsure, disappointed, and oppressed. And we want to feel like someone hears us, someone sees us, and someone's fighting for us. But we have to remember the same way God told Moses when he sent him in to deliver the Israelites from Egypt. God said, I have seen the affliction of my people and I have heard their cry. And he sent Moses. God always delivers his people. And he is the same yesterday, 
today and forever. He's no respecter of persons. God hears our cries. He sees our afflictions today too. And the truth is, he sent Jesus to deliver us. See, something was lost. Jesus came and redeemed it and then gave us an assignment. He told us to occupy. Most of the promises made to us through politics are promises that God made to us and ensured that we could experience by sending Jesus to this earth to redeem us. And then Jesus said, all power has been given over to me. The government's on his shoulders. And the authority of the government, secular government, has been given to them by God. And they have their portion. When we read Romans 13, we find out very clearly that secular government is only the minister of God to avenge evil. But it's been appointed to the body of Christ to deal with people's hearts. We have the work, the healing and transformation work of hearts. And God has said in scripture that the crime and the violence and all the injustices that are being experienced in the world today come out of a man's heart. Heart work is God's work. Only the word of God has the power to transform a person's heart. And that's only if a person is willing to surrender their free will to be obedient and to go through the process of the circumcision of the heart, the process of crucifying the flesh. And that's a work that we as a people should be doing with our children from infancy. See, it starts to put weight on everything that we do and every choice that we make. And so much has been stripped away from us. We've been robbed of our identity. So much has been stripped away through lies. Our hearts have been stolen through lies and trauma, lies and trauma. And we haven't forgotten who we are. But if a promise was made to us by God for peace, for healing and health, for protection, Psalm 91, protection, long life, refuge, security, The scriptures tell us God has given us the power to get wealth. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich without any toil. Not the jobs that come out of corporate America. They'll never pay us our weight in God's sight. They'll never be able to pay a wage that keeps up with the high cost of living. And God is showing us the error of our way of putting our trust in one man. When our trust is supposed to be in the man, Jesus Christ, And then we all have our part to play as members in his body with him as the head and all things under our feet.
it's time to say thank you to Donald Trump for doing God's work, the portion that he was able to do. It's time to say thank you What did God use Donald Trump to reveal in you, about you? Did we curse him or did we bless him and pray for him? Did we pray and ask God to give us wisdom on how he was using the president to further his will, his kingdom. We have to see it. There's so many things going on, but we're instructed by God to stand, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. And it's hard right now to even be still, be quiet, because the, the, the threat of not having enough money, the threats that come with not having enough money is screaming loud to us. But God has his hand on us, on this country and the world. And he says, where sin abounds, his grace much more abounds. There's a wealth transfer that we're in season for now too. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked wicked is heaped up for the last days, is stored up for the righteous. Because we have a work to do. Psalm 82, God is saying to his people, not to secular government. He's talking to his people. He said, you deliver the poor. To deliver someone in poverty means to set them free from it. That means that the body of Christ is supposed to have an economy all to itself to carry out our Bible mandates. We can't deliver the poor as the body of Christ and we're poor. Something has to shift. Something has to shift. And this is the shift. This is where we are. So be encouraged. Read the scripture verses that I'm going to put in the reference. And in the the next uh, episodes, we're going to start talking about the enemy. Because it's important that we place the blame where it belongs so we can get back to loving each other and doing, as the scripture says, esteem one another higher than ourselves.